I'm Ruth Humphreys and I'm going to read two passages from the Gospel of Matthew. First of all, Matthew chapter 4, starting at verse 12. When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he returned to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea along the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother, John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them. Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee teaching in the synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. And then chapter 9 and verse 12 these are more people who were taking risks as Jesus went on from there he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth follow me he told him and Matthew got up and followed him while Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house many tax collectors and lost it. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and sacrifice, 
For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Amen. John Cooper, for those who don't know, but I'm sure you all do. Um, and I got the short straw. Um, but I, I'm not usually an upfront man. I, I enjoy doing small group work, and that's why I enjoy doing life group and things like that. But I'm not really. Uh, when someone says, I hear you're doing the preach this morning, I said, Well, I'm not sure it's going to be a preach, but it's a talk. So I'm giving you a talk. Um, one thing I did learn about people who got out the front they usually have sort of three or four points all starting with the same letter so I'm going to follow that theme and at least it keeps me under control and I um, oh by the way can you all hear me I'm alright because that's the other thing and the last thing that my Anne said to me as I came out the door was speak up because people <laughs> People all say that I speak too softly, so hopefully, if you can't hear me, give, wave your book, your Kim book or something. Um, and so the first R, I'll start with R, the first R is risks, because that's what we're talking about. So we're talking about risks and taking risks. And, um, and I, I thought I'd take those two early stories of Jesus' ministry, um, two stories very similar, um, and where, where he just met some fishermen I see of the Lake Galilee doing their business doing their work working hard I expect they were quite sort of very hard working people and um, he didn't argue with them or anything else. he just said follow me that's a risk isn't it and they upped and followed him it's very very interesting uh, it staggers me to think that someone can do that can just get up and leave a job maybe I don't know how, how long they've been fishermen but been a long time and they're living that way uh, I wonder what their wives and family would be thinking of when they got home and said oh well, we, we've left the fishing nets we're not going to do that anymore and then the other story of, of, of Matthew where, in Matthew where um, he, he left everything he was, a, he was a tax collector he was working his work doing his own thing like most of us do we have a job and we do the job and, um, and once again he said um, um, come follow me no arguing no trying to persuade him nothing else come follow me and really that's what the main risk is that um, I want to talk about this morning is that I don't know uh, how many of us have taken that risk of up and leaving whatever it is that we've been doing regularly maybe not physically leaving but actually turning our eyes to Jesus and following this man called Jesus I, I sometimes ask my well while I was doing this preparation I ask the question of I wonder why God created us the way he did because risk taking is just about the most common thing for all of us right from the earliest child I've been brought up mainly accompanied by midwives and nurses because that's what Anne is and so we always had a house full of nurses and midwives and one of the things they used to say to me was that their biggest risk journey is the risk of being born the journey into life is a very big risk 
and really risk carry on from there. Um, right from the start of life, we the kids are taking risks. I had my great grandson with me yesterday morning um, for a, half an hour. It was wonderful, wonderful joy. Um, but he 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 took risks every time someone gave him something. He looked at it and thought, "What do I do with this? Do I put it in my mouth or do I rattle it? Or do, what do I do with it?" Risks were presented to him well, and then obviously when a spoon came his way he, he opened his mouth a little bit a little bit is, is, is this worth taking is, is this risk worth something the whole development of a child is risk taking um, from that sort of stage of I mean when they first walk uh, you know everyone they hesitate and they a couple of little steps and then fall down and clamber up again and, and carry on uh, and fall down again and, and maybe start to cry and then they're picked up and put down and, and it, continuing all the time with, with the children um, we, we've got um, three great grandchildren in Zimbabwe and we watched them the other day on their fun day, their sports day and they were running and then full egg and spoon and they kept chopping the spoon of the egg and, and they kept falling over and picking themselves up and falling over and that was the risk taking right the way through the essence of life we, we wouldn't succeed on anything like a child would be locked the child away not to take any risk whatsoever well, obvious, obviously results from that risk taking is a thing that all children and all of us in life have to take part when we cross the road we take a risk whatever we're doing we have to take a risk and I often wonder why God created us that way that risk was really built into us to, to take risks um, I, most of you know my, my where I come from my childhood by the age of 10 I'd lost I changed three mothers and two fathers. I had a quite traumatic first ten years of my life, and in a way, it, it, I would naturally be very risk adverse because of this turmoil in my life over the first ten years. However, when I was seventeen, I was introduced to the one and only Jesus. A guy introduced me to the Scouts, and the Scout leader was a Christian. And, and, and that changed it completely and that's why I think it's just been on my heart when we're, I was, would you talk about risks I thought yeah 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 because from that time onwards I would my wife thinks I'm a great risk taker I've always been someone who wants to take a risk let's, let's do something and I'll mention a couple of things in a minute when God created man he created something in them that was inherently tackling risks when they were in the Garden of Eden, in paradise or whatever, um, it would have been a bit, I suppose the idea would be that they lived a perfect life, didn't take any risks whatsoever, um, and lived a, a perfect life and, and, and lived in harmony with God, which is what he planned for us, and one day we will get there. But if we hadn't taken any risks, we'd have been a bit like robots. That's the second R that I come to, is robots. God didn't want us to be robots. He didn't want us to be tuned in like these games. I don't play any of the games on Game Boys and this sort of thing, but I see the kids playing. 
And in a sense, he never wanted us to be man managed by that. He wanted us to live a life of fullness. When God created man and, and set him on, on very early on, he, he, he gave great risks to two of the earliest people who followed him. You know, we know the story of Abraham. I always think that's a scary story. He asked Abraham, having waited until he was 80, I've gone past the age, I've gone past the age of childbearing now. He was 80, to, to, and he was going to have a child, have a son, long for a son. And along, along came Isaac. And within a very short time, he said to him, I want you to go and sacrifice him. Now that's a whopper, a whopper of a risk, isn't it? I, I don't know what you'd all feel. How could he do this to a long, long-waited son? But he did, and we, we know the end of the story, so it's not so much of a risk for us. We know the end of the story. God, God redeemed it at the end of the time. Another story was the story Moses mentioned this morning when we were in prayer time. He said to Moses, go and tell Pharaoh, I want... Let, let all, all the people go all the people who have been their slaves for 400 years will you let them go Moses <laughs> not me Lord I don't speak very well I, you know, I can't I can't can't say things like that I can't don't speak very well but um, he insisted he actually gave him a right hand man in Aaron he got someone who would, who would would obviously was good at speaking so that really helped Moses out. He could do it, but his first his first reply was, "I can't do that," and I don't blame him really, because Pharaoh was not used to anyone who challenged him. He would be um, uh, locked up or put to death. But so so that was really the early stories. There was a lot. I mean, there's many dozens of stories like where God challenged his created being is the people that he created he challenged them to take risks and and I, I, I began to when I was doing this I began to realise that some, there's something specific in risks there's something important in risks that God designed us that way so that we would take risks and overcome as a child does very small things but as we grow older bigger and bigger things Encouraging us to do new things, walking, running, climbing, etc. I've got a grandson over in Canada at the moment, climbing mountains. So I'm not sure I've ever taken to that, but wrestling, throwing a child in the air and catching him. I love to see that happening with a father. So perhaps God designed us so that we'd all be risk takers. I'm sure that must be thinking of certain risks you take in, in life. But we don't, he doesn't ask us to do it on our own. Because all activities that we do are, are risky. Right from the very smallest to our largest. And, that, and we grow in taking those risks. There's a growth aspect to risks. And, and I began to believe when I was doing this that perhaps how God designed us to, to put 
risks in front of us in normal life so that as we overcame those risks small to start with but bigger and bigger we would grow in relationship to God the God who gave us the risk we would grow in that relationship the risk taking was part of the element of our life life is about risk taking not robots where we're told what to do today and etc etc but take, getting out onto life and taking hold of life whatever that takes it for us but then comes into it that we're not to do that on our own we're not just on our own we're obviously we've got God if, if, we, if we believe in Jesus then we've got Jesus who's leading us through those risks and therefore we can hold them and I, I just felt as I was preparing this that the life group is, is a form of helping us to, to take risks all, all the, our team I thank you all for volunteering to some of them was very, some of them were very nervous of coming up and, and doing anything but I, I pray that there's been a growth in them something has happened in them then in doing that small thing and hopefully we, 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 in our life group we, we try to encourage more and more of the group to take part and, and wonderfully most of them do it quite often and I realise that when I see Jesus built part of his ministry was building teams he never did he did do lots of things on his own but on, mainly he, he built a team maybe only two these, these uh, two guys two, two fishermen who were called and then there two more were, were, was a small team but he then began to build a team and a, a team of perhaps a life group 10, 11, 12 that's a better size of a life group isn't it he had his own life group and, and in a way that he taught things through that small teams that he, he put together and they took on risks and, and I think that what we're doing what we've tried to do in a life group I don't know what we do without WhatsApp now some of you would rather throw them in the bin sometimes but, uh, but, but what's that uh, really, I think has, has really really done something for us as a group we've got three of our group not here today for various reasons and one of those invariably every other day or every three, third day will whatsapp with a scripture or a challenge or a blessing or something really blesses us and although she's not here today and pray for her she, she brings life to that life group by recognising that we are one as a group and the group has grown in that in, in, in the fact of doing more and more things on a Tuesday evening or whenever we meet but also through WhatsApp the morning we started we, we started practicing you know, when we asked people would they take part in the service this morning we had a real buzz they didn't, didn't throw the idea out the window didn't walk out of the room and say never no we're not going to do that and wonderfully they rose to it and we thanked them again this morning for doing that and it's been good that that, that confidence helps me I, if you look at my childhood I don't I lack a lot of confidence because of what happened but, but knowing these people are there and knowing there's a 
it's always it's when we when anyone tackles something, they put it on WhatsApp, and everyone else is you know it was there was a buzz going this morning when I had my breakfast. I went on WhatsApp, and nearly all the group, the group that are here, and the ones that aren't here, all were WhatsApping. Oh, we'll be thinking, I'm oh, praying for you. We're, we're with you. And I think that that was a, a thing that helped me overcome my nerves in, in coming up in front here because I'm not on my own. I, I've got at least a life group with me and, and my pastor tells me I'm amongst friends. <laughs> Smile everyone. You are friends, aren't you? It, it's not so easy to do it outside with non-Christians but I think we need to recognise that this stepping forward with small risks I think we rename our WhatsApp T-Map. Perhaps we'll call it T-Map. Because it, I always recognise, Anne said, how many WhatsApps have we got today? And she judges almost a day on how many WhatsApp have come in. And I believe that does help my confidence, which really needs helping at times. I, I just feel that God designed us in a way that we didn't want us just to live without risks. I'm, I'm sure I, I don't quite know what paradise or the Garden of Eden or the, the, new, the new kingdom will be like because uh, I think risk taking is, is so, it's much fun in some cases many risks are much fun that's why people go to the, you know, the, the, the parks where there's all the you know, people up, ups and down and, and in a way, I, I don't like. I, I don't enjoy those those days taking risks on on um, on theme parks. I don't. I, I'm not a theme park. Maybe that's part again because of my childhood. I don't really think. But perhaps if God designed us that way, risk taking could be. I even felt it felt like the cement that builds us together. I think if you overcome a risk, whatever it is and whatever God wants you to do and asks you to do a small thing like this morning, all our team were prepared to take a risk. When we've done that, we, I believe that it cements that relationship with God and relationship with each other. Our life group over the last two years has really grown in, in, in stability, in helping each other in, and, and sharing together. I nearly, well, should be finished by now, but just, just one, a few more minutes, just a few more minutes. Please. Because there, in, in my life, um, we, we've taken a couple of big risks and God has never left us, let us down. He's been very faithful to us. When I've been 25 years in the civil service and got a fairly established position with a good career ahead of me, we were away at a Bible week and Gerald Coates, anyone remember a guy called Gerald Coates? He said he's just died in the last few months. He was speaking and he was asking people to bring forward things that evening and lay on the altar for God. One boy did bring a yacht. He said, I want to leave my, give my yacht to God. And, all, all that. and Anne and I turned to each other and we said we believed that God wanted us to do, give our life to Christian service. And when we came out, we did. But I won't go into it because it's a long story. But within... We, we had to take half salary we had to come down to a half a salary we were having in the civil service and very shortly after that we were financially in difficulty 
And we came up with the idea, we lived in a house where, where when the garden went down, there were a row of five houses on the right hand side, and we managed to sell a strip of our garden to each of the five houses. Well that's a miracle, then, to get five people next door to each other, all agreeing to buy a strip. And we got enough money to last us a year. But it was, God provided it, the idea came, it was Anne's idea, I blame her, but she's not here, so is it? And now just one final story really. The other thing is that Anne's a nurse, and for a long while when we were having the children, and obviously she gave up nursing a lot. Um, I, I, one day she came in and I said, love, I've booked you on a back to nursing course. Thank you, she said. Well, she didn't say thank you, might I say. But I, in, I felt that we were wasting doing the job she was doing. So I booked her onto a back to nursing course, which they used to do in those days. And within months, she had the dream of our heart, and that was she started working at the hospice, Fairhaven. She was on the first night it was open, and she did seven years at the Fairhaven's hospice. And it was the real dream, the dream job in nursing that she would love to do. She'd been doing some nursing of new babies, but this was a dream job. But it was, maybe it was me taking the risk for her. She said, no, I don't go back to, back to nursing, but I persuaded her to go back to nursing. <laughs> and God blessed her abundantly. And, and she remembers those years of nursing as the main thing. We've got many other examples, I could tell you, of, of taking risks because we've never earned the same money as I would have earned in the civil service but God has provided their needs all the time because we took that I believe because we took that risk and said Gerald Coates spoke the word of God into our ear that night and we both said to us I believe God and we left that job and, and after I came out of the civil service and did three more jobs um, in ministry jobs won't go into that and each one God blessed us abundantly and has always looked after us financially never, we've had, never had any difficulties financially although we've never had as much money as we would have done if we'd have stayed in there so I just want to put not a theory but perhaps um, we have risks so that we can build a relationship with God and with each other when we take risks in the life group we build a relationship with each other when somebody says, I'm going to do this next week, we all pray for that person and really get alongside that person and say, and I think that builds a relationship with, with each other, but also with God. And I'd like to just put forward that perhaps risks is the cement that holds us first and foremost to God. When we risk things for God, from the very smallest thing to the largest thing, we build a relationship and we build a building and the cement is, the, is that thing that holds us together and the risk taking is that cement it, it, just a little theory I, as I've been preparing this seemed to come to me that that makes us build us into a building um, of risk taking end of last week someone said to me um, there's a lady who's come to the church here's a lady, a young lady Claudia who used to be a young person um, in this uh, <laughs> used to be she's not anymore 
and she's a lady now, not a young person. You go, you caress from child to young person to lady, or man, or what. Anyway, so they said, could, could and Claudia that seemed to indicate that she, she's just come away from university, just done her university. And she said, um, I don't know whether she asked or someone said, would you like to give a little word of, of what you're going to risk coming out of university and stepping out into the, the world of work? And um, she said, yes, where is she? She didn't run out on me. So I rang her up on Saturday and I said, would you come and just, she's just going to give five, five minutes, okay? Five minutes, Claudia. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Mike's working. I must admit, I'm uh, sad that I'm not part of this uh, amazing knife group, but uh, honoured to be able to share after these amazing risk takers. Um, I said, so I'm Claudia, um, part of RBC um, a few years ago, recognised majority of faces, but there's some new ones, which is exciting. Um, and RBC has just been a massive part of my faith story. Um, kind of going up to university um, and coming in here as a non-Christian, um, as a, a little kind of 14-year-old, <laughs> not too sure what, uh, what life's all about. Um, but the first kind of massive risk was, uh, like I said, going to university. So I've just graduated from the University of Worcester, a very small little uh, city where the source is from, just under Birmingham. So a bit different um, from Essex and from Rayleigh. And I think that was kind of that first massive risk of leaving this, this church that I, I love so much and this this town the school and all my friends and moving up to a place that to be quite honest I'd never heard of before to a university I didn't know existed and a course um, that I didn't know um, I could do really um, and so three years after that um, kind of graduating and the plan was to go into become a teacher of religious education which was my degree um, but God massively shut that down very very quickly um, and after a very long season of waiting and conversations um, I've been fortunate enough that um, the church up in Worcester has allowed an opportunity for me to come on board as a staff member for an internship it's not all sorted but that risk of kind of trusting when your friends have got jobs and, and opportunities kind of lining up and I'm there just sitting there like, woo, yay, exciting. <laughs> um, and I think that kind of definitely stems from coming um, from my family and um, not yet knowing Jesus, but taking that risk of going, yep, I'm turning down the job of becoming a teacher, a stable uh, job for that year um, and risking it into something that, to be quite honest, I actually still don't really know what it's fully going to entail. Um, I think kind of what you said about this idea of this relationship with God, like I'm still quite new into my faith journey um, and into my story with Jesus. Um, and I think just trusting in that or trying to trust in that, I must admit, I have uh, experienced how hard it is and I'm not trying to act like I know it all because I definitely don't. There's a lot more wiser people in this room um, listening to me right now. I think I remember once someone said to me um, in a conversation, that he, he doesn't call the equipped, but he, he equips the called. And I think for me, kind of going into this, I'm still new into to my life with Jesus, relatively new, only five, six years, 
but excited and seeing how he's blessed me, my friends and my family um, in that. And I think it's, it's hit me, the idea that we're not doing it alone. I'm not doing it alone, even though I, I argue and I wrestle with God on the daily. Um, I'm excited to, to take those risks. And as we've heard today, the, the wisdom of the, the people in this room is quite honoured by, of, of hearing the stories of risking. And so yeah, that's a little bit about the risk that I've been taking, of kind of moving out of, of this town that I love. And it's just excited, as now I'm no longer a student, something that I've uh, labelled myself since I was four. Just excited, yeah, to, to see where uh, God is going. And uh, yeah, just honoured to be able to, to share amongst these incredible people people that have taken their risks for far longer than I have. But yeah, no, thank you so much.